0: Welcome to Beyond the Bullet Points, a podcast from Stoddard's Ranging Guns, where Ken Bay explores the personalities, histories, and drive behind Stoddard's brands and the organizations it supports.
1: Among the brands that Stoddard's is proud to carry is Oakley. We focus on their standard-issue eyewear and other gear. Oakley's standard-issue division is dedicated to serving the needs of law enforcement and the military, especially in the needs of our special forces. When it comes to seeing clearly in all types of lighting conditions and in all types of military and law enforcement situations, Oakley holds a special place in the hearts and minds of those who serve. Many in our military are able to see today because of Oakley's glasses. Kevin Nottage, who is product manager for Oakley's military and law enforcement products, is tuned in to the needs of those who serve. It is technology, fortunately, that is also available to the rest of us. So I'm here with Kevin Nottage uh, with Oakley. It's a little loud because we are at uh, SHOT Show. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's behind your eyewear and your standard issue uh, concept. Okay. So, how long have you been with Oakley?
0: I've been with Oakley for about four years now. And what did you do before Oakley? So, I actually worked for a different company, and what we used to do is sell and make components for missiles and nuclear bombs. So, it's a little bit change of pace, uh, dealing with things that blow up all the time to more of eye protection and sunglasses. <laughs> but uh, it was a good change of pace, so i very happy that I did it, and uh, it's definitely paying big rewards.
1: How did you get into this position?
0: So I uh, I have a heavy background in product and product development. Um, I've actually been chasing Oakley for a long time as a brand that I wanted to work for and where I wanted to be. And a position opportunity opened up and I just jumped on it as soon as I can, came over to the brand. And uh, I was groomed by my predecessor, my boss before, and um, he moved on to different things. And so I kind of just stepped into this position.
1: Uh, tell me about Oakley's Standard Issue, and for those who don't know the, the distinction between Standard Issue and Oakley. And the Big Oakley? And the Big Oakley.
0: So, the the Big Oakley is what everybody knows and everybody sees um, as a global brand. But the Standard Issue website portion, or the Standard Issue portion of the business, is heavily focused around military and law enforcement, or even special operations. So catering and looking at the business differently than a a normal Oakley channel and looking at the highest protection index and clearest optics that you can provide for our soldiers, for our men and women that are serving. So with that foundation kind of started the birth of Standard Issue and it's grown into heavy law enforcement first responders and we really look at that marketplace and look at what they need to wear in uniform or what is the best thing we can create for them to give them the highest level of protection because the last thing i want them to do at the end of the day is have to worry about what's on their face i just want them to worry about what they're doing so that's kind of the evolution of where standard issue is today from a m-frame focus to a ballistic original ballistic m-frame to where we are today with the m-frame alpha and the ecosystem and all the law enforcement focused eyewear and collections that we make
1: jim Gennard started oakley in 1975 out of the back of his Honda Civic in L.A., with an initial investment of $300. He sold motorcycle grips. He created motorcycle grips with a unique design out of a trademarked material known as unobtainium, a trademarked material created by Gennard. That material is still used today to make the ear socks and nose pieces on Oakley glasses. The company was named after Gennard's English setter, Oakley Ann. Oakley released the M-Frame in 1989. It was originally named the Mumbo. This was changed to avoid conflict with the clothing firm Mumbo, and it became the M. This was the first of Oakley's high-definition optics and the first to feature the hammer stem created by Oakley's Gennard. Jim took a hammer to them to produce what became known as the hammer stem, a sharp bend in the rear at the temple. Its innovation at the time was a design that only touched your head in three places— the nose bridge, and the two temples. This allowed space for helmet straps. Several years later, the stems were modified to straight stems to allow baseball players to wear batting helmets. The military-issued version later became known as the Ballistic M. Oakley's Ballistic M frames are included as part of the U.S. Army's Authorized Protective Eyewear List, or APEL. Oakley was sold to Luxottica for $2.1 billion in 2007, making Oakley part of the company that owns Ray-Ban, Persol, and Vogue. And how long has Standard Issue been around?
0: Um, But it's been around for quite a while. I know it's 10-plus years, if not 15-plus years.
1: Now, combat-ready, how do you design with the military in mind? How do you approach it differently?
0: So with the military in mind, we do a lot of heavy research. So we get down with the special operations teams and with the different military units to find out what they need and we ask a lot of questions and then we ask them again and then we ask them again and uh, we want to make sure that we're providing a service to them so they don't have to worry about the eyewear I don't ever want them to take it off their face because that's when bad things happen so if we can make sure that we're protecting them and we're answering their questions then that's how we provide the correct product
1: so sunglasses aren't that complicated right But besides style, there's a lot more that goes into your sunglasses. Right. Um, Tell me about the prism lens and how you guys came up with it, what it is.
0: So the prism lens and what we did is we tried to figure out from a company standpoint is how do you continue to develop optics and how does it change? So what that means is if you can increase your contrast in the environments around you so you can identify things quicker, And that's whether you're a soldier in the field or you're a road cyclist, you're an alpine skier, if you can clearly see your environment, it's easier for you to react and do different things. So Prism Lens was basically founded with the focus of clearing up your environment, enhancing contrast, so you could actually do your activity easier.
1: And how does it apply to everyday life? How does it apply to others outside of the military?
0: So we have both, right? So we have environment-specific prism lenses that were designed around a specific activity. And then now today, what we're what we're really developing is what we're calling prism universal. So they're an everyday wear lens that will help the standard person out on the streets separate color without them even realizing your brain is constantly fighting to identify color and do all these things. So if we can help ease that and reduce eye fatigue and increase contrast, you're gonna see your environment better. So you take all this data and all this tracking and you're able to know what colors your brain is competing with. And if we're able to help you separate those colors in a general environment, then that's what creates a prism universal lens.
1: And so it also allows a soldier to acquire a target faster, is that
0: correct? Yeah, so by acquiring or understanding your terrain easier in your environment, you're actually able to acquire a target faster. So if you can identify the hills and you can identify the rocks, you can easier identify an animal, a friend, a foe, as far as it goes, a paper target, a clay pigeon, whatever it may be.
1: And for a layperson, explain how PRISM works.
0: So PRISM, Prism works by, it's a die compounding technology within the lens to help reduce the amount of color. So it's not eliminating color, it's just reducing it in order to create separation. So if we're able to help you as a user separate color out, you're more able to easily see color. So the best analogy we have, or that I have, is if you have a box of crayons and there's 25 shades of blue, and I ask you specifically to tell me the difference between two blue crayons sitting next to each other, there's a good chance you can't do it. But if I was able to reduce 15 of the crayons, they're still there, but reduce them significantly, you can more easily tell me the difference between the clarion on the left side of that 15 and the right side of that 15. So by doing that, you're able to increase your contrast so you can see easier.
1: And what else about your optics is special?
0: Uh, clear lenses uh, is another thing. we take a, There's a bunch of science and technology that goes into the way that we mold our lenses, um, even to the way we do polarized lenses, um, making sure that the axes are correct, the molding is clear, we have very strict in-house testing that's far and above the most standard test that we do to ensure that our optics are above anybody else.
1: So I know there's a distinction between ANSI and ballistic lenses. Yep. Can you kind of explain what the difference is and, and how Oakley's different in that respect?
0: Yeah, so in its simplest form to not get too crazy and muddled, uh, ANSI is a standard of performance in both impact and optics, meaning vision. So how clear clear it is or how many... They'll refer to it as a lines of resolution. Um, so they'll have a minimum standard on that. And then the ballistic standard is really more about full coverage and impact protection. So the impact level of protection on a ballistic glass, as defined by the, the standards, is much greater than a standard ANSI. So you have your ANSI and ANSI Sport, and then you have your ballistic category. So the impact levels are drastically different.
1: And what does that mean? Explain to us how the impact levels are different. So call it
0: feet per second. So if there's a projectile traveling at the lens at, let's say, 200 feet per second or 150 feet per second, the ballistics requires 650 feet per second. So it's the same size projectile. It's just traveling at a much higher rate of speed, meaning it can't break the lens or go through the lens. So that way, as a user you know that your eyes will be protected at that setup speed, if you will.
1: So Stoddard's is an indoor shooting range. Uh, we sell your ballistic uh, eyewear. Uh, what, what benefit does ballistic eyewear have for somebody who's inside, who's shooting in a, in a shooting range, for so example?
0: Anybody shooting, period, wearing ballistic-level protection glasses is your best bet. Because you'll hear every day or every other day, if you're an active shooter, of people getting shrapnel back at them. It does happen. Indoor ranges, outdoor ranges. It's weird. It happens. Casings flying back, odd things happening. If you don't have the correct protection, those can go right through your lens. And that's on anybody's lenses. This is not just an Oakley, an Oakley pitch or anything like that. It's just a level of protection. And me personally, if I'm shooting, I want to ensure that I'm protected.
1: Different color choices. How how does that work, and what is it you recommend for those who are either indoors shooting at a range or outdoor activities?
0: So I think a lot of it comes down on the light that's around you, and use your preference. So some people perceive light differently than others, and by that I mean how much light comes in. So some things are brighter to people than others. So, I mean, we have our three standard shooting lenses.
1: Kevin explained that Oakley's prism lenses are color-tuned specifically for shooting. They boost a shooter's recognition of targets by blocking background distractions. These lenses also improve a wearer's ability to see reticle patterns through a scope more clearly, and they allow shooters to better determine scale or position when honing in on targets. In addition to the clear lenses, the prism currently comes in two lens types, the TR45 and the TR22. The 45 is a lighter shade lens and offers 45% visible light transmission also good for overcast days or low-light conditions. And the 22 is a darker shade, as Kevin has explained, which allows for 22% visible light transmission for bright, sunny days. They also protect wearers from fragments that could damage eyes with an optical-grade polycarbonate. They also block 100% of UVA, UVB, UVC, and other harmful violet blue light.
0: And by that, I mean you have a clear lens which a lot of people would see and use indoors. And then you have our shooting-specific lenses, which are TR45 and TR22. So our TR45 is designed around low-light conditions, uh, outdoors specifically, so it's super cloudy, overcast. Uh, You would want to use a TR45 lens because it's allowing more light in so you can see more things, especially in a dark surrounding. And then the TR22 is a darker lens, so it's only allowing 22% of light in, so you want to use that on a bright bluebird day. But it, again, it comes down to user preference. So um, for me personally, at most indoor ranges that I go to, I can shoot with a TR-45 lens. It works great for me. Another user may not see it that way. They may say, yes, this is a great lens, but I really want to shoot in a clear lens. And that's, that's fine. It comes down to user preference.
1: Is there a benefit to the TR-45 indoors?
0: So the TR-45, it will help you accentuate some of those colors on the target. So you'll have those oranges, those reds, depending on what kind of target choice you make. Some of them are on a gray or a a dark brown recycled paper uh, background. And it will help kind of accentuate that center of the target. So again, you, you won't have that eye fatigue. It's trying to help you separate that color. And so you can really concentrate on that singular color. That way it's not trying to go, okay, there's a brown, there's a black, there's a darker brown, there's a cardboard hanging behind that. And then depending on what kind of range, you know, it's all chopped up tires or it's a dirt background or so many different things.
1: I have had two team members, two employees who have told me that they had their eyesight saved by Oakley ballistic glasses uh, when they were overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq. You, have you had heard similar stories?
0: Uh, yeah, we do hear several stories. It's very humbling from my perspective. I mean, I wasn't in the service, um, but it's always, it's always a sense of pride for any user or any person that develops the product. When a user comes back and says, hey, I want to say thank you, uh, your glasses helped save my life. And they sometimes they have the glasses with them or they have pictures of the glass. Um, it's very sombering but also very humbling at the same time. And my general response is like, no, thank you for believing in wearing our product and I'm glad it, it saved your life. And is there anything I can do for you? And you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing for me personally, but again, it's very, I'm happy to always hear it and it's very humbling. Any specific stories that you can relate to us? Uh, no, not really. I mean, there's just a lot of different ones. I can tell you of, a, of an oddball one last year. We had a guy out at range day, and he was one of those unfortunate people that got hit with shrapnel or a ricochet coming off one of the targets, and the glasses saved his eyes. I mean, his face was pretty black and blue and a little cut up, but he didn't lose either one of his eyes, and uh, he was definitely happy he was wearing a pair of Oakley glasses.
1: So uh, obviously you, you work for Oakley, but are there others out there that are doing anything similar to to Oakley in, the, in, in terms of your there's ballistic eye, There's a lot
0: of competitors out in the marketplace um, and they're all doing really good things. I mean, I, I wouldn't pin any one competitor or company against another. I think we're all going towards the same common goals of protecting our soldiers. There are different things from stylized and fit, um, but each company touts their own their own uh, technologies and products. But there are several other companies out there that are making ballistic products. It comes down to what fit are you comfortable with, what level of protection are they providing you, and uh, what, are you, what do you normally buy. What, what sets Oakley apart in that realm? So we, we do a lot of concentration on fit technology to make sure the glasses are comfortable on a user's face and they're actually where they're supposed to sit. So meaning that the lens hits you in the optical center of your eyes, uh, the ear stems are comfortable on the head, you don't have any pressure points. We call it three-point fit at Oakley. Um, we use a lot of technologies that we've created, like our unobtainium rubbers, to ensure that the nose pieces and glasses don't slide down your face. So there's a lot of like little technologies that go in that go a long way uh, for fit. And then you know, we have different lens interchange mechanisms than our competitors, and we have an ecosystem that you can use the same lens in a frame and a goggle, which is much different than a lot of other people. So, again, it's those little intricacies that help set us apart. And we have prism. What type of testing do you do? So we do a lot of third-party testing to verify everything we say. Uh, We let a third-party test that and validate uh, what we say we actually do. And then we do a lot of in-house testing. And it's across the board from frames and durability and uh, impact, As far as there's a drop test, there's a ballistic impact test. So we do a lot of testing round the clock every day of every year, and it never stops.
1: Can you describe the ballistic type test? So the ballistic
0: test is, uh, without getting too deep into it, is uh, you put the pair of eyewear on a head form. Um, I don't know how far away the projectile is, but you load a a small metal projectile. It has a certain kind of tip, as defined by the specification. And it's basically like, a, like an airsoft or an air gun. And it shoots this pellet straight at the eyewear, at where it's defined. And it either passes or it doesn't. We, we pass.
1: <laughs> it's good to hear. <laughs> what, what other products does Oakley produce under the standard issue banner?
0: So we do a lot of ballistic eyewear, and then we have SI-specific styles. Uh, most of that is around either shooting sports, like the Tombstone and the Speed Jacket, Then you have kind of a shock tube glass, which is a crossover from a stylized perspective, but also ballistic rated. And then we have a lot of specialized collections like Thin Blue Line. We have an entire collection based around classic and new Oakley styles that send an ode and a thank you to police officers. Then we do the same thing for firefighters and first responders. We have Thin Red Line. Um, We do boots, gloves, hats, bags, T-shirts that are all specific to the SI channel.
1: And you've teamed up with some other uh, manufacturers lately. Yes. Tell me about that.
0: So some of the team-ups that we did are collaborations, if you will. Um, we have, like, the Multicam collection. So we've partnered with the guys over at Crye slash Multicam, and we've used their patterns on our glasses. Uh, multicam Tropic, Multicam Alpine, Multicam Black. and created specialized collections for them. And then we've done a lot with Serica, more specifically with Daniel Defense, uh, we partnered with Daniel Defense to use their two proprietary Cerakote colors, uh, Tornado and Melspec Plus, and created a specific collection in in collaboration with Daniel. Every year we release a shot show. It's typically three new styles, and they're Cerakote paints. And then we have a Dissolve camouflage, which is a hunting camouflage. Um, I think that's some of the big main collaborations that we've done. And are are there
1: others to follow?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've done some banded collections, which is a a shooting, hunting-specific foul. Through Chad Belding, we created a special collection with him. Um, Of course, there's always a classic Americana collections. You know, American flags in the classic red, white, and blue, if you will, and then also your tonal. So hopefully you can wear it in uniform, because as we know, you can't wear a lot of bright colors. And then uh, we do a specialized collection around the Fourth of July in the June time frame uh, that we call American Heritage. So we go back and I look at old America and say, "You know what can we do with a Gadsin flag to put it on a piece of eyewear or the bill you know the you look at the Bill of Rights or you look at things that have been signed or past American flags or battles. And you say, "How can we make as a American heritage history and make it into something cool. So every year we come out with a new collection. This year's collection uh, is going to be kind of an Uncle Sam, Operator Sam inspired. Uh, so you guys can look forward to that coming out. Uh, but you know, with the current collection we have was based around flags. So we have the Gonzalez flag, the Betsy Ross flag, and the Gadsden flag, and kind of make unique styles and pad prints to to highlight the old heritage of america
1: is there anything else that you see for the future of oakley standard issue uh
0: not that i can openly talk about unfortunately um but we are evolving and we're looking at making new things and pushing the boundaries of protection that we know today and uh trying to increase that make it a little bit uh wider
1: oakley's a pretty special brand Uh, obviously you've worked for the company for for some years what makes it special from your Uh, perspective
0: For me, it comes down to brand and culture. Uh, I chased Oakley for a long time because of its culture and and what it did. Um, I've been in the military industry, if you will, for 12 years. And, you know, learning more about that Oakley has a military presence as well uh, really drew me even further into the brand is wanting to come here. And being able to just be fully relaxed and be myself and definitely the family atmosphere... um, We're all family. We do a lot of things together. We hang out together. And that that just means a lot to me as a person looking for somewhere, looking for a home. You spend so much time at work, uh, you want to make sure that it's a family and it's not just punching the clock and going home, that you're comfortable there and you like it. So there's, uh, for me, that had a lot to do with it. And that's what I chased.
1: I asked Kevin what guides the culture at Oakley.
0: It comes down to the founder. I mean, being able to be creative and push the boundaries on a lot of things and, you know pushing people to push their own personal boundaries has created a culture of people trying to drive to be the best i mean there's a quote behind me right now that if i'm remembering it correctly it says everyone in the world can and will be made better and it's true that motto pushes us to be better ourselves and uh really forces us and and helps drive us to make better things and uh we just try and do that every day Is there anything
1: else we should know about Oakley? Uh,
0: Not today. Maybe next year. I have some exciting news to share about some new products. Um, But be on the lookout, and uh, I'm glad you stopped by.
1: Thank you very much for taking the time to do this with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. This is Ken Bay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bullet Points.